Hey there, lovebirds and lone wolves. It's your favorite sexpert, Stephanie Smith, and we're about to take a joyride through the wild world of sex and relationships. So buckle up, because we're going to laugh, learn, and maybe even blush a little as we uncover the secrets to kick-ass sex life. So grab your headphones and get ready for some scandalous stories, quirky advice, and a whole lot of laughs. Welcome to Let's Talk About Sex with me, Stephanie Smith, the podcast that's about to make your ears blush. Hello, and welcome back to the Gilf's Den. I'm Stephanie, your Gilfie and host, and I'm here with my good friend and coach, Shiloh Hobby with Love Your O. Hello, Shiloh. Hi, Stephanie. How are you today? I am great. Just so you know, we have a little guest here today, Rich. Hello, Rich. Hi there. All right, Rich is joining us, and we'll talk about that in a minute. But together, we want to bring you SOS Dead Bedrooms. It's a podcast about sexless bedrooms. And boy, are there a lot of them. So we bring many different ideas to save your sex or tell you to run in some cases and don't look back. We want to thank our fans and any other new fans today that have joined us, and we intend that you enjoy today's podcast. So we brought Rich in, and we're going to bring in people from time to time to, uh, we can ask them questions, so we get lots of different perspectives. And so today we're bringing Rich in to get more of a guy's perspective of the bedroom being married, and so we're going to start and Shiloh, I think Shiloh's got her first question. So, all right, Rich, so you're here. Are you, do you have any, do you have any issues, pressing issues in the bedroom? Well, I guess we should start off with, describe your bedroom to us. I mean, are you in a relationship? Tell us about your relationship status. Okay. I've been married for 15 years and uh, really have I don't have much of a problem in the bedroom. Me and my wife have an active sex life. We uh, usually play around at least three or four times a week still. So everything seems to be on the up and up. Awesome. But is there anything that you want to change about your relationship in the bedroom? Um, you know, like being with someone for a long time, it's always, you always have to like reinvent yourself and like, do different things and come up with different kinky ideas and toys and stuff. And we pretty much uh, are working through that for the last few years. So we have a lot of fun and we keep stuff interesting. Did you get a sex? Do you think about getting like a sex room? Have you watched that Netflix show? The sex, the sex bed, the sex room. Well, actually I have a little man cave and like yesterday I got a brand new, like, keyless door pad that locks and you have to use your fingerprint to get in (laughs) (laughs) and like so basically when the kids are asleep we sneak off in there and put on the led lights and the music and all that stuff and just play (laughs) i love it i mean have you seen the show how to build a room on netflix no i haven't I haven't either. I've got to oh watch this. Oh my gosh! Yes, there's a there. Yeah. Oh my. Yeah. That's a big thing. Like they have a how to build a sex room, so you can build your very own. It sounds like you kind of have the makings of it. So, 
<laughs> they have some very creative ideas um, in regards to different things that you can do in there, depending on, you know, your, your level of kink. Oh, well, let's just say I'm the horny one in the relationship and I'm married to a sweet woman who I've corrupted to a certain degree over the last 15 <laughs> years, but still not to the level that I would like it. <laughs> but uh, that's more on me than her. Would you say that a lot of men, you know, being, bringing that up, that men, um, do they consistently always continue to fantasize about more and more different things as they try new things? Is it kind of like it's a continued thing or does it just like, oh, good, I've, I've done everything I've wanted? No, I think it never ends. And I think it just progresses to like more kinkier stuff after a while because otherwise, you know, I think men will get bored and start looking elsewhere for sex or, you know, that kind of thing. And I just think in general, like the woman has to be open up enough to care about her man enough to allow a little bit of extra kink and whatever he's into. Like if you could communicate about anything, you know, your partner needs to know what turns you on and what doesn't and what's the limits and, you know, that kind of thing. And then the sex is so much better and just fun and just it works. Absolutely. It sounds like your wife is pretty open to your ideas, even though you're the hornier one. Well, she, she's open to a certain degree, but like she's a school teacher at a, you know what I mean? So she has to keep it on the down low. (laughs) I mean, that's all right. Oh, I mean, okay. So she's not willing to be like an exhibitionist in your hometown, which that's fair. Um, But what's to say somewhere else on vacation? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely on vacation. We have a lot of fun. Like, um, Every summer we like go to the beach and we like at nighttime we go out on the balcony and we get a little naughty out there hoping somebody sees us or whatever like that. That's definitely kinky and I look forward to it. And that's my little little uh, prize for taking her down there. You know what I mean? So it's sort of like an automatic now. So well, sounds like you guys have it pretty well. Where you two have it pretty well worked out and you know and have a nice have a good sex life. Yeah, we definitely have a good sex life. And, you know, I, you know, I basically told her and I still warn her today. I said, hey, you're the one that picked the bad boy, the horny dude. So, you know, you might be sweet and innocent, but just remember that. Okay. So (laughs) it sounds like that's kind of your turn on, though. So there's that. Well, for me, a big turn on is like even before my wife, I would like find like sweet women like I have a weakness for sweetness. So I find sweet women and corrupt them because there's nothing hotter than like a sweet woman who talks dirty and is dirty and stuff like that's the ultimate like turn on for me. So, And the innocence of those sweet women as the, you're corrupting them. Yes, but they do dirty things that they normally wouldn't have done. And it kind of exactly. yes, and it pulls them out of their comfort zone, which is hot. And I love it. yeah, so they get to experience new things and it might be, you know, turn on for them as well. Really? Well, absolutely. I mean, you know, just learning. I mean, you get to learn with your partner. That's that's all the fun in sex and and is playing and absolutely learning more. And she's a teacher, so come on, she wants to learn. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think? What do you think of a wife? Do you think a wife has an obligation 
to give her husband sex? Well, yes. I I mean, I don't want to sound like a male chauvinistic, but yes. I mean, that's part of her job is to keep her husband happy. And if she can't keep him happy, she's got to, like, open the door for him to be happy somewhere else. Maybe an open relationship or massage parlor or whatever it is if she's not fulfilling the needs, you know. Um, but um, with regards to that, what's the expectation of sex when men get married? Like, is it like they have intentions to have continued sex forever and ever? Or do they know that things will slow down? Or what do they know about that? I would say like most guys expect it never to end. But realistically, like it does. end. like my first marriage, um, I was married when I was 21 and sex was good for the first year or two. And then it just got, you know, where like I wanted sex and she didn't want sex as much or wasn't really interested in. And we just like grew apart and it ended up damaging our relationship and we got a divorce. We we're first of all, we were married too young, but you know, that's part of like for men, men and women, like sexual being sexual, like connects people a lot more releases you know, those endorphins and, you know, hormones and everything and just like bonds people. And without that, you just kind of slowly grow apart, I think. So, you know, and like, of course, keep an open communication. And that's one thing I don't, you know, I think people just don't do. They're not open enough with themselves to communicate to their partner to let them know what turns them on and what doesn't. My wife's a pretty shy woman so I have to like ask her a lot of questions or sometimes I'll even play a game. Like um, I will text her and say, you want to play a game? And then she'll go, what is it? Like, since she's like immediately like, what the heck's going on here? And then <laughs> I'll like ask her a question, what turns you on and this and that. And it's kind of easier for her just to text me. So it's not in front. And then I have a better understanding and she could be more honest instead of like maybe just right up front in my face or whatever. She might be shy or something. So that's different ways of communicating that I've learned to do with my own wife. You know what I mean? So. I like that. But that's a lot of fun and always important to keep those lines of communication open. It's it's definitely the number one thing. And I agree, you know, that if you don't have an active sex life and you're not matching with your partner, then, you know, it does start to fall apart. Yeah, absolutely. And it depends on people's love language. And a lot of people's love language is, you know, touch and stuff like that. When there's not touch and there's not, you know, that that kind of bonding, people just grow apart and then they start getting attention from somebody else. And then you see people go outside their marriage for stuff they're lacking in their marriage, you know? Exactly. So interested yeah, in, in meeting a, a sex therapist today. So what is your biggest like what is your question like what is your biggest question in regards to that so i'm sex coach i don't know like you're the expert so it'd be interesting to know like you know like know more about you are you married or or you know what is your relationship like you know what i mean if i mean it's, it's not so much about me i'd rather know stuff about what a sex par- therapist life is like instead you know oh do you ever have, do you ever have, have problems in? Well, so I am a sex coach, so I help people with, 
their sex lives. Uh, me personally, I am divorced and single. So, and I'm actually not even dating at the moment. So the question is um, my relationship status. Um, I am currently, I am divorced and I am actually single. I've been single for, well, actually pretty much since I got divorced. Um, I, so, but I've been very, very single for probably the last year and a half. So um, I've just been focusing on myself and healing myself. And I can help other people learn about their sex lives. And so. I was saying that, you, you know, uh, I don't believe that it matters um, if somebody says to me, well, well, why, how can you coach people on relationships if you don't have one? And I would actually spin that to their side. And I would say, well, I guess it's, it depends on how you look at it. Maybe I've been in a relationship and they're just too stressful, too full of chaos, too full of drama that I'm not interested in dealing with. And I'm a very strong, capable, independent woman that I don't need somebody. And that's how I've lived my life. So I actually spin it where I don't need to have a relationship to help coach people. I've been doing sex, uh, gosh, for forever. And I believe that I have tools that just because it didn't work in a relationship doesn't mean that I'm a failure. It just means that that person, it just didn't work for me or him. Right. Um, Did I freeze you guys? No, I'm here. Did I scare you? Did I scare you? No, I'm here. Uh, I, <laughs> I don't think of it like, like hello, is everyone there? <laughs> I don't think of it like that. I mean, my my ex and I were together for twenty years. I don't, uh, you know, we had, uh, did have a good sex life. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't a bad sex life, but we grew apart in the communication area, and we weren't, and, you know, we weren't friends. So I learned a lot from that standpoint. But as far as helping people learn about sex, I've been helping people learn about their bodies and learn about sex and just in how it relates to each other for mm -hmm. quite a while now. So I, you know, I do enjoy, I enjoy helping people find, find what works for them. So you're basically just an open book when it comes to like whatever their kink has to be. Like if they were in the threesomes or open relationships, you're all good with that, whatever works for the people. Or do you try to discourage something like that? Um, I think that sex is in a relationship. It's whatever you make of it. Um, and it's different between every single relationship that you have. You create, yeah. create your own rules. And as long as both of you know what the rules are and you have your own rules then it doesn't really matter i mean i will say that i actually appreciate like people in the lifestyle or the swingers lifestyle so to speak they have a lot of really open communication about what they accept and what they don't accept and yeah I yeah i would totally agree with that and and from an outsider looking in like that's like pretty impressive because the communication is everything if you listen to their stories like there's rules that they can do and can't can't do and that's what's like you know gains each other's trust to be able to do the stuff that they want to do right exactly and that's where you know like, i think that 
And I think their relationships today look much different than they did, say, even 20 years ago. There's so much more that's out in the open, so to speak, and just more acceptable. So I have also noticed, like, from dating a few different women, like, you have different characteristics. And men, I'm sure, too. But, you know, I have dated women that were extremely jealous, and that was always ended up in a firestorm. You know what I mean? But my wife right now is just, I've never heard a jealous word come out of her mouth. She's super secure. She's beautiful. She's confident. And she knows that I love her, and I make sure that she knows that just so she's not worried about anything. And that helps give her confidence to be open with me and stuff like that, you know? Yeah. And that's super important for a relationship. I, you know, because, you know, there are a lot of things. I mean, I think that, you know, people need to be secure within themselves and make themselves happy first before, you know, they can expect to, a partner to make them happy. You know, you, you should be, want to be with your partner because they make you happy. Not because they, not because they're the reason for your happiness. Yeah, I agree. So, I mean, it sounds like you, you and your partner have a very good relationship you and your wife. I will have to agree. And sorry, I'm going to speak for you. I have met his wife and she is adorable and sweet as pie. You know, she's so sweet. And Rich and I, I mean, I know a lot of people like think that guys can't and girls can't be friends. And that's actually just not true. I know Rich will agree with me. We've been friends for over three years and we've talked a lot about sex and relationships because he knows what I do. And he's always been very forthright and forward with me about things and vice versa and you know really clear about his relationship and it's been awesome because yes you can have a relationship with a guy without having sex uh, you don't need to have sex to have a relationship to you know with it there's not i don't know why people have that stimulation or the stipulation whatever in their head but to me it's just that's outdated we need to get to the to this year <laughs> absolutely i agree with that all right. Well, I just want to ask you one more question, Rich. Um, so with regards to men and stuff like that, because a lot of we, we've talked a lot about these dead bedrooms, Shiloh and I. And so, you know, we're doing our finale of season two today and we're moving on to season three. So we've done a few shows and here's the deal. Do men, are men losing their, is their testosterone level going down much sooner than maybe before when people were getting it in their forties? Is it going down much quicker and people are, and that's why men are also adverse to having sex with their partner? Because we see a lot of men not wanting to have sex with their partner. Could you maybe elaborate about that? Well, that's the inter- interesting question that you pose because the truth is um, the male testosterone in the body is down between like 40 and 50% down from what it was in like the 1950s. So I would definitely agree with um, you, you're seeing a lot more people with erectile dysfunctions and, and like, you know, problems with testosterone and, you know, and you know, as you know, I've been working out for like 25 years and stuff like that. And I've always been all natural too, but I think that helps with 
men's testosterone is by working out and eating certain foods that might spike the testosterone and stuff. But in general, I definitely think testosterone over the years has definitely gone down. But I also think the communication has gone down. Like, you know, before you'd have like the dad that would work and the mom would stay home and do, you know, the housework and stuff like that. Now you have two people both working and then they come back and they're stressed out and trying to do all this stuff. And then the communication breaks down and they're too tired to have sex. And it's just kind of like one of those things that's kind of come out of nowhere in the last, you know, 20 or 30 years, just from, cause it takes, you know, a lot more money to make the household work. So I think there's a combination of a lot of things that would definitely drive down sex among couples in general for the most yeah. part. Yeah. You know, and, yeah, and those things are all, all things that you've mentioned are things that, that do impact the sex life. Definitely. That's why you need an escape room. Like what you got. Yes. Dungeon. And um, I always like to say for couples to get out and go and have a weekend getaway and, you know, a week, a daily, or I'm sorry, a weekly date with your partner, whether it's at at your house or the kids go to the neighbors and you do a little dinner, just the two of you dressed up, having fun, something like that, I just believe is just crucial. And like you said, that interconnected, you know, that interconnection, you need that with your partner in order to have a long lasting, sustainable relationship. Yes. Absolutely. You have to like date your wife or date your significant other and just keep stuff interesting and stuff. And, you know, the little special text during the day when they don't expect it, just, you know, saying you love them or whatever's on your mind, just, you know, and I think that's a big part of, you know, what's lacking these days is people are just so busy and they're so caught up in the world that it's hard for them to, you know, communicate as well as, you know, and just the stress in general and, you know, making money and just everything. So, yeah, I definitely, you know, cum- communication is definitely number one. And I've been able to just kind of focus on that. And, you know, that's helped my relationship a lot. But you know what? Granted, I am a very open person. So you could, you know, that helps too. I think if you have two people that aren't open, they might have a harder time communicating because, you know, they're just not used to opening up as much, you know? That's where I, that's where I come in. I can help those people. Exactly. I, yes. I agree for sure. Yes. I'm, I'm there to help people that, you know, need help talking to each other and learning how to talk about sex. That's ding, ding, ding. That's where I come in. Milo, did you not hear what he said? Yes. Communicate. What? Communicate. That's Shiloh's. That's her thing. <laughs> we just need to call her communicate. That's all. That's her new name. No, I'm just kidding. But that's all she says. And you just validated every, you know, what she says is that you've got to communicate. You've got to. And I think you're right. You have to talk. If you stop talking to your partner, then you might as well just, just phone it in and call it over because... When you start talking to them, then you lose all connection. Absolutely. Any more questions for me? No, this was fabulous. Shiloh, any other questions? No, thank you for joining us. I know we'll have you back. Thank you so much for everyone for joining us on today's podcast. We intend that you found it humorous, enjoyable, and intriguing, and you want to hear more. So come back for more. Thanks, everyone. 
Thanks, Rich, for being here. Bye, You're Shiloh, welcome. and signing off for tonight. Bye. 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 And that's a wrap, folks. Thank you for joining me on today's exhilarating podcast of Let's Talk About Sex. If you loved what you heard and want to keep the conversation going, make sure to hit that subscribe button, like, and follow us on your favorite podcast platform. Don't miss out on our future episodes packed with even more tips, tricks, and tantalizing discussions. Got something to share or a burning question? I want to hear from you. Send me a message on social media or in my email. Your thoughts and stories and feedback mean the world to me, and I can't wait to hear from each and every one of you. Remember, your sexual empowerment journey doesn't end here. Keep exploring, keep growing, and keep embracing your fabulous, authentic self. Until next time, this is Stephanie Smith signing off. Stay adventurous, stay safe, and stay sexy.